accidents. Like car accidents? Um, yeah. Where? Um, okay, so I was at the coffee shop and I wanted to get some lunch and then I also had to turn in my keys to my storage unit. And so I was like, the Jimmy John's is over on Clearwater. So I took like Clearwater over the Blue Bridge because my storage unit was in Pasco. And then when I got on the freeway to come back to Richland, that bridge between Pasco and Richland was like stopped traffic. And I was like, Yikes. why the fuck am I in traffic in the Tri-Cities? <laughs> <laughs> and it was no joke. It was like 120. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Uh, and then as soon as I got here, I was like, I'm on my period now. So I was like, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like put my, set my computer up in case you were like online waiting and you weren't yet. So I was like, okay, I threw all my stuff down and got to the bathroom. But yeah, oh, and right as I was turning up to go to mom and dad's, there was another car accident, like, by the roundabout. I was like, Jesus Christ, people, get your shit together. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, I'm not going to eat anymore. That's <laughs> too loud. We, yeah, I'm trying to remember where I saw really terrible drivers. I don't know, it was a few hours ago. Anyway, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think at some point we should do an episode about on your period. Uh, a whole episode about on your period? Yeah, except, you know what, I think I'm going to blank out the word so that it'll be a surprise. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we talked about it, like, there's got to be something online about, um, like, the like, systems or... Like, the repercussions during your period? Of No, I mean, like, how the cramps and stuff affect kind of everything around your Um, Because I always feel like I have to more when I'm on my period, but I don't. Hmm. Because, like, the pressure down there or something, I don't know. Is it just me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the thing that I think you're talking about, like, that we talked about on the podcast before, is, like, that is a premenstrual sin- symptom. Is that what you mean? Or you just feel like you have more the whole time you're on your period? Yeah, the whole time I'm on my period, and I think it has to do with tampons, and, like, messes with the pressure in my boobs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so, I don't... yeah. <laughs> um, what are we talking about right now? Well, we should probably say what this is. What is this? This is periodically the podcast about periods with with <laughs> you, Tondi Rainey, and you, Jen Turner. Yes, and today we are, um, it's been a while, we missed our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the tweet I wrote? I'm late? Yeah. (laughs) I did see that. Uh, I thought it was funny. But we're back now, and this episode is going to do, dive a little bit into the the history of menstruation or the ways 
that women have dealt with their periods throughout history. Yeah. I felt like um, I didn't see much about it, but would, when you were looking stuff up, did you feel like it all kind of related back to menstrual, menstrual products? Um, it, it was like in parts. Yeah. So part of it was, um, I want to say almost like gross out facts. Like, <laughs> here are some horrifying things to wrap your mind around. Um, of the ways that people tried to deal with it. Um, and then I noticed that they would often talk about the stigma and the shame around mm. that. So maybe that's why there's not a very good historical account of how women cared for themselves during that period. Uh, yeah. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, the last part was always about, um, you know, in 1932, the tampon was invented or whatever. Um, I feel like most of the stuff that I found, like, that I was able to, like, look up, it just wanted to talk about, like, the history of menstrual products, not really the history of menstruation, which I thought was kind of weird, because obviously it's been going on forever. Right. So maybe you can jump in with some of the stuff from before we're worried about products. Right. Okay. Um, Okay, but some of it, if you are, like, the type of person who can't hear about a thing without visualizing it happening to your body, this might be a little bit of a tough episode for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was, so right now I'm in Eastern Washington at our parents' house and I was reading these last night as they were watching Survivor on TV and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And they were like, it's just Jeff Probst. Relax, Jen. I know. Yeah, that's totally what it was like. And my dad looked over and he's like, what are you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I'm like scrolling through these (laughs) websites with like this one. The first one I was looking at is um, on a site called allthatisinteresting.com. And it was an article by a guy named Richard Stockton called Let It Bleed, A People's History of Menstruation. But, like, the first thing... Oh, Yeah, the first thing you see is, like, a calendar, and somebody has, like, their red X's on it with some tampons, and and that's, like, a pretty good indicator that it's going to be something Dad doesn't want to read. But then (laughs) the image he saw was this, um, talking about ancient Mesopotamians, and it's it's... It looks like a an Egyptian woman, maybe like hieroglyphics. And she's like doing that gymnast bending backwards thing. And just the header is ancient people were weird and like her <laughs> boobs are out and stuff. And he's like, what are you looking at? So that was pretty, pretty great. Um, but yeah, let's see. Okay. So the first thing is, uh, that they talk about is that ancient people from Mesopotamia, um, It says, from Mesopotamia to Rome seem to have a similar approach in describing women's periods. Total avoidance. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, uh, across 4,000 years of recorded history and among half a dozen diverse cultures, almost none of the people who left written records talked about the subject. Whoa. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Uh, So wait, so they're leaving a record behind, but they didn't ever actually talk about it out loud. Right. Weird. I mean, like, how did they know they didn't talk about it? Uh, they weren't there. Well, I mean, they could have 
I guess there could have been an oral history, but the recorded one doesn't talk about it. Um, but I mean, it makes sense if the, if the people that were writing or learned how to write were men and they were writing on behalf of, you know, the men with power, um, women's biology probably wasn't a focus or a topic of conversation, you know, other than, I don't know, typical male grumbling type stuff. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I'm, I'm confused. I, maybe I misheard you. Can you repeat the line again? Which part? Uh, I guess I, I thought you were saying like that women are out there like writing down their experiences with periods in medieval times and then like, but not discussing it with anyone. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, it's saying that the people that recorded history, like the first oh, 4,000 years of it, didn't talk about um, women's periods at all. Because they were likely men, not women. Right. And didn't feel inclined to give a shit about women's issues. Got yeah, it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, they, but in ancient Egypt is when it, it came up, but the way that they talked about it was... Um, uh, it was considered sorcery, and so they would use menstrual blood in um, spell casting and medicinal <laughs> treatments. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And so yeah, so they would drink it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Uh, and then the Greeks, so they um, they use a lot of myth and like you know the ancient gods and all of that. Um, and so part of, part of the ancient Greeks spring planting ritual, they would take, um, wine and menstrual blood and they would mm. mix that together and then they would spread it over their fields. And it says to create a kind of sympathetic magic that was meant to increase the fertility of the soil. Like how many parts <laughs> menstrual blood to how many parts wine? Because, like, as we've discussed, you know, there's actually not that much menstrual blood coming out of each woman at each. Or, like, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, how, what was their preservation method for that? What do you mean preservation method? Like, how are they getting all this menstrual blood to, like, mix up <laughs> with wine? And, and where are they storing it? You know, did they have mason jars in the back with, like, proper oh. seals and, like, or just, you know, as it happened? <laughs> I think they probably used some sort of urn type situation. Well, that doesn't seem very sanitary. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like that. My biggest concern is like, how do they properly store the menstrual blood that they were using for their magic rituals? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, so then that article kind of jumps into more modern times. Um, but I found this other one. That says, um, so the ancient Romans also thought that um, they didn't know that all women menstruated, but they thought that the ones who did were dark witches. <laughs> mm, yeah. And so they thought they could stop hailstorms, um, whirlwinds, lightning. They thought that they could kill crops and bees. <laughs> they thought that they couldn't. They could dim mirrors, so like you wouldn't be able to see anything in a mirror when you looked. Um, <laughs> that they could make weapons dull just by looking at them, um, and that um, when dogs like 
probably got rabies. They thought that was caused by menstrual blood, like a dog wow. eating menstrual blood or something. I don't know how or why you would come across that as a study, but they sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like, I mean, so sorry, was that just right up into like Salem witch trial time or what? <laughs> no, this is ancient Rome. <laughs> ancient so, Rome, like, okay. Yeah, maybe like, maybe a few Caesars back. I don't know. Um, it's Pliny. He was a naturalist named Pliny the Elder. And these are all of his account accounts of um, women in natural history. Yikes. So watch out for that guy. I know, right? This podcast would horrify him. But <laughs> the cool thing is he would think we were witches. <laughs> You know, not the first time I've been called a witch. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Man. So Okay, so so far we've got no one cares about you and your woman problems mm -hmm. for the first 4,000 years or so. Right. And then, oh, you've got problems and you're causing all these other problems for us with your lady parts because you're a witch. Right. Got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so then going back to ancient Egypt, we start to get some idea of the maintenance. Ah. And this is where it gets a little horrifying for me. I don't know. Maybe it will horrify you too. But it's kind of similar to a conversation we've already had. So I was reading it and I was like, oh, no. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> so ancient... Greeks would take bits of wood and they would wrap it with lint and they would use the, they would put those into the vagina. I, all right, we're getting into where some of where I saw some of this stuff. And what I saw was that that was likely not true. That they would take the, remember. the wood and lint thing. Yeah. Well, good. I'm uh, glad because that just, I'm like, Okay, so I'm a lady in ancient Greece, and I'm going for a walk to look for my wood so I can take it home and wrap it with some lint. How do I decide on a shape? Uh, do I know what kind of wood is more absorbent than other kinds? Um, no, I probably just go and walk face first into a river, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, I saw... Okay, so what I saw about... The lint wood thing is that um, it's a claim that's out there because um, it's kind of one of the like only obvious things they could think of, but there isn't actually a lot of proof to back up that that's what actually happened. Right. There's a blog on history of periods from a, a guy, Greg Jenner. Oh, I saw um, that. He does like the weird history of everything, and he's got a link to um, some in, some stuff that kind of talks about that too um from his blog so if you want to check that out it, it it's certainly i mean it makes me laugh because it's like ew that's so gross but like now i know for sure that like the tampons that we use are wood yeah made from <laughs> wood pulp yeah yeah but i'm like well maybe it's not so weird after all also um, oh go ahead you know total sidebar but i saw this thing this week <laughs> 
No. No. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Why not? No, just go. I haven't talked to you in like forever. Oh, I just thought, uh, I don't know if it's true or not because I just saw it and I thought it was funny, but I didn't actually follow up to make sure that it was like somewhat realistic, but that Cleopatra was actually the first person to make a vibrator by, uh, stuffing a gourd with angry bees <laughs> and sticking it up there. Oh my god! I was like, that Damn. seems so dangerous. It does. And also like a woman on a mission, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love it in the way of, like, you know what, I don't need a man, and I'm Cleopatra, and I'm going to make this happen. So how does she get it going? Does she just, like, shake up the gourd? I don't know. And then, you know, ride the waves? I can't imagine, you know, it's got to be a pretty quick transfer from angry bees inside the gourd, plugged, to before they obviously suffocate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, that's so dangerous. Yeah, well, she seemed like a dangerous kind of gal. It's true. Well, that's some internet history gossip. Maybe (laughs) not in that order, but along those lines. I love it. I hope it's true. I hope it's true, too. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So then this article also says that the ancient Egyptians would use softened papyrus as tampons. Um, Do you know what papyrus is? It's like paper, uh, right? really expensive card store in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> it, they make lovely cards, and actually, I think you can buy them at Target now too. Yeah, that's saying. where I buy all my cards. To be honest, I buy most of my cards from the dollar section and the card bin wherever I'm at. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to write something that's worth more than a dollar, I don't see why not. Yeah, and most of the time I don't. I usually write like the person's name and then a comma and then like the, you know, dollar card message. And then underneath that handwrite, love Tondi. I can't remember who it was that I used to date, but they used to write underneath the sentiment in the card. They would just copy that word for word and then write, you know, love or smiley face or whatever their name. And they thought it was the most hilarious (laughs) trick. I love it. So. <laughs> it used to make me so mad because I like I try to write very genuine expressions in cards, and I was like, "That's so stupid." It makes you me do mad. it like you're a good card giver. You got that from mom a thousand percent. I suck at card giving, so I think something like that's so funny. Oh, I'm a good card giver. Thank you. You are. Oh, yeah. You're a very good card giver. I just don't, you know. Most of the time, I'm like, some poor copyright person really had to go out of their way to get this one on the print. This is obviously a better message than I could come up with. (laughs) Most of the time, you don't need to have, like, an emotional... Wow, we have, like, oh, sidebar. Sorry. You know what? Sidebars sink ships or something like that. I don't know. Sandbars. That means sinking Sandbars. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I forget where we just left off now. Um, Oh, oh, papyrus. So I was like, okay, cool. Softened paper. The word softened really makes me feel like that's a situation I could wrap my mind around. Don't you remember making paper, like, when you were a child, though? No. It was pretty soft and, like, soggy, right? Yeah, I hated that. Well, until you realize that, like, um, I read this other one talking about the same thing, and they said that the only option the only place that they would be able to go to soften something if they're using water 
is the Nile, which is polluted with all of the pollution of the city. And so they're, and, and so they're, they're dipping their papyrus into this to soften it up, but they're putting that into the same water where they've thrown out last month's used tampons already. So <laughs> it probably wasn't a very hygienic process for most of the women. Probably the upper classes had, uh, you know what? I don't know. There was no CDC. There was no yeah. authority on hygiene yet. <laughs> Right, like, uh, well, and I can't, I can't get away from, like, it's not like your tampons are inspected mm-hmm. by the FDA, like. <laughs> right. You're not, you're not much better off than the royals back in the day there, my love. <laughs> oh, man. When you say you, it makes it feel so personal. <laughs> yeah, you, you, everyone listening to this, you don't know what you're sticking in your vagina every month. Oh my gosh, this is really stressing me out because I got my period yesterday. <laughs> oh, sorry. It feels very personal. I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I just tell you, so I drove to Portland earlier this week to go see my very dear friend Melanie and she was house-sitting for this um, British family. And um, so they had a bunch of rooms, but I wanted to stay in the same room as Mel so that we could like do sleepover in our like thirties, you know, Um, and stay up late and talk. We totally didn't. We both like fell asleep really early, but. um, Oh, the house is haunted. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) What? I was like, oh, so the house is haunted. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's why I slept in her room? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, sleepover. No, be honest. Be honest with yourself. You're afraid of ghosts. I there's am probably ghosts. afraid of ghosts. What? Definitely. Because, um, okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. This is also a sidebar. Yes. But how cool would it be if you had always grown up with, like, objects and stuff moving in the rooms around you, thinking that it was a ghost? Like knocking but you were stuff. actually Jean Grey. Yes! How did you know? Uh, oh, my God. Jean Grey's your favorite X-Men. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what a relief that would be that you were actually just a mutant and there weren't ghosts <laughs> in every house that you had lived in. <laughs> uh, I, like, uh, I don't worry about ghosts nearly as much as you, I don't think, but I definitely read this... Uh, I went down the bunny hole one night and was like, yeah, your kid probably does see the ghosts that you can't see. And it was like all this, like, just terrifying shit. And I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't read this at like 1030 p.m. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was a fun night sleeping after that. Uh, I love it, though. Being scared makes me feel relieved because being scared of like a scary movie and like ghosts and monsters and stuff is so much more relaxing than being scared of uh like reality right now (laughs) Uh, it's a stress reliever for me I started watching so many horror movies since November (laughs) because I'm like I gotta do something with this anxiety so I'm just gonna watch The Conjuring and go to bed (laughs) I mean, I guess I haven't really given it a shot because I know for a fact that I am just just 
terrified of scary movies. I hate scary movies and so does dance. So it works out really well. Like never have to watch them. Oh. And it was like every guy I ever dated before that, like always wanted to watch scary movies because then you would want to like cuddle up with them. I actually had a guy. Ugh, no, no. Yes. Yes. Tell me. In college, <laughs> I was like on a first date and I very clearly said that I did not want to watch the Hills have eyes or like that. I didn't like scary movies. So he puts on The Hills Have Eyes. Which is the worst. That movie is, is terrible. It is, and is disgusting. And to top it all off, he chooses the scene where a, like, Hills Have Eyes mutant monster thing is trying to rape a human being. Yeah. Ugh. To make a move. <laughs> Ew! Right? I was like... Ah, I laughed so hard, and I was like, yeah, I am... I'm going home now. Have a great life. I'm never talking to you again. That guy, I don't want to judge him, but he's probably a serial killer. Oh, I'm sure of it. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of, like, are... The sad part was he was more just, like, dense. Like, he was a friend of a friend, so I definitely actually had to see him again several other times. And he at one time pulled me aside and was like, I mean, why didn't you ever call me back? And I was like, you tried to make out with me during a rape scene in a movie. What's wrong with you? Like, how do you need more clarification than that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just sad. It's just sad when you're, like, so oblivious and, yeah. All right. Anyway. That was a terrible sidebar. I apologize to everyone that's listening. No, I think more people have been in that position than we probably understand. (laughs) Of, like, guys just not being able to read the room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Read the room. I say it all the time. Read the freaking room. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not feeling cuddly. I'm feeling disgusted. And that's not the appropriate time to be like, we should make out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. So, medieval Europe. Let's go there. (laughs) Let's go there. So, what's the best way to ease your heavy flow in medieval Europe? Can you guess? Oh, I was like, right now, like, a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, What's the best way in medieval Europe to ease your heavy flow? Are you rich medieval Europe or not Yeah, let's Let's say you're, you're rich enough to have the required ingredients. I mean, is it just drugs? Do they just give you drugs? No, it's a little bit more magical than that. Magical? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, oh, I saw something weird. I mean, then I guess it on the head and you're going to be so mad. Uh, Did they grind down, like, the skin of a toad? Close. Burning it? Yes! Put it in a sack and make you wear it close to your pelvis? Close to your vagina, yes. You find a toad, get a good one, you burn it in a pot, and you take the ashes, you put them in your little pouch. Not that one, but you put it in a pouch, and then you leave it near your vagina, and then nice, nice light light flow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I read that, and I was like, how did this not show up on our myths thing? Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some of these are real miffy. 
Um, I'll just skim through them. The French, I mean, uh, they thought that if you had sex on your period, it would lead to a monster being born. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to back up though because, it, out of context, this stuff all sounds crazy. But I want to know, like, oh, you had a high fever. Like, did they sprinkle the ashes of bunnies on your forehead to help bring it down? Like. All of their medical procedures are like eases and things were probably just as insane, right? Not just period stuff. Um, probably, yeah. I mean, people people had to go through a, a lot of horrible, horrible treatments to get to where modern medicine is today. Yeah, I did. Okay, so having clarified that, we realized. It's not just related to periods, but uh, anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, horrible magical treatments were the the trend of the day, I guess. I think I want to just like at one point in life just look up all of the weird remedies that people came up with, and if people actually thought they worked, because there has to be like they had to have enough women who are like, you know what, that toad thing, that was it, that totally worked like, placebo effect of having literally anything besides nothing, <laughs> making her, making the first person to, like, try it be like, I think there's something to this, <laughs> having it become a thing that they actually did. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? And it's always an old man telling you. Ugh. Yeah. Listen, dearie. Yeah. <laughs> All of the women before you have loved this procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. <laughs> here's, your, here's your toad pouch. Wear it proudly. <laughs> oh, my God. Was the toad pouch the original green packet from... Uh, oh, my gosh. Tampax <laughs> or wherever. Cotex, yeah. Cotex. <laughs> I think it was always. That's the one that sticks in my head. I don't They're all the same. And, like, just remember I mean, not. being, like, a fourth grader and thinking always... Great. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Why don't they just call it never ends? <laughs> <laughs> because it does end. That's true. At one point, way too far away for us to imagine. Gosh, maybe. So throughout, there, like there was a there's this huge focus on uh, the menstrual blood, and like people thought it could do things. Um, like heal leprosy, cause <laughs> leprosy, be an aphrodisiac. Um, this, what is it? Um, people would put it into the men's food or, or coffee or something Ugh. Um, to make it, to make him fall in love with you. Um, ah! yeah. Uh, in Hong Kong, in, an Indonesian maid added blood to her boss's food to improve their working relationship. It says without him knowing. It did not <laughs> improve their relationship. So just yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so great. Um, I'm trying to find other woolly witches. <laughs> More witches. More witches. More witches. Just a bunch of bleeding women witching it up once a month. Um, I saw something, where is it, that, um, so, so pads were, I mean, people used rags throughout history, and that's why we get the term of 
on the rag or whatever. Um, but I saw something where they were talking about how World War One uh, nurses saw that um, the cellulose bandages, like what we think of like the thick bandages, um, with that they were putting them on the soldiers who had been shot or wounded and um, that the bandages absorbed that blood pretty good. So then they started using bandages um, during their period. Ah. And that's where we get like, uh, that's the origin of pads. It's not rags like I thought, but it's World War I um, bandages. Hmm. Yeah. And so then right after that is where you see, um, like, in 1921. So the first World War was, like, 1914, around that time. And then by 1921, like, Kotex, the one I used, uh, was in existence already. Whoa. Yeah. But they did the weird belt thing. Yeah, the big, like... Yeah. All the way around. I feel like we're skipping over, though. I saw... Um, I don't remember which article it was that I was looking at, but it kind of talked about, um, we skipped over all of the women throughout history who were like, who gives a shit and just bled. Yeah. And the the biggest thing was like, I saw like pioneer women were like, look, our supplies are (laughs) dismal at best. Like I'm going to bleed in these clothes and then wash them and it it will be fine. Which I think is kind of rad. I wish that we all could care less and be like, yep, that's how you know it's happening. <laughs> if, if you see me walking around town and there's a trail of blood after me, like, it's because I'm on my period. Leave me alone. <laughs> I would saw, just, like, yeah, I wash their clothes. and yeah, too, where it was some guy was writing about, where was that? Coping mechanisms. That's one way to, it's one way to describe it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Free bleeding. Um, free bleeding. It's like free balling. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So this is back to the all that is interesting.com article. It says, um, simply bleeding into your clothes seems to have been remarkably popular since the practice lasted over a thousand years. Uh, <laughs> Laura Klosterman Kidd, who is something of the go-to expert in this subject, reviewed 17 pioneer women's diaries, as well as the inventories of various wagon trains and the letters experienced women wrote back east with advice on what to pack for the trip, and found not a single reference to any kind of period management technology, which suggests all the girls from Little House in the Prairie were bleeding all over the place. (laughs) Sounds about right! (laughs) Uh, A German doctor on the matter wrote in in 1899... It is completely disgusting to bleed into your chemise. I don't know that word. Um, and wearing that same chemise for eight for four to eight days can cause infections. Huh. Yeah. I'm assuming I that mean, was a um, male doctor. Probably. I don't see how my... period blood could give you an infection. I would think that it, you, like, just, like, not changing anything at all over the course of that amount of time, like... And, and again, back, you said 18, late 1800s, right? Like, yeah. Things aren't the most sanitary everywhere, so there's lots of, like, germs and bacteria anyway. So my guess would be there was probably a higher instance of people getting sick, and he's just blaming it on, like, she was also on her period. 
not that that's actually the real, not the real cause my, would be my guess. Right. Oh my gosh. I just realized I didn't tell the rest of my story from when I was in Portland. Oh yeah. We started talking about ghosts. Anyway, okay, so this week that was the worst night of sleep that I had because I ended up sleeping in this little boy Orlando in his room because he had a bunk bed. So Melanie was sleeping on... Top bunk. Yeah, no, Melanie was sleeping on the bottom. Sorry, I heard like a metal sound. It was me. Yeah, so Melanie was sleeping on the bottom bunk and I was sleeping on the top bunk. But I, you know, I follow my Clue app religiously and it was telling me that I was going to get my period that day. And so I was like... Please God, don't let me bleed on these on this little boy's sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't sleep very well that night because I was like on high alert. I mean, not that I would have had the foresight either, but like you didn't just like bring a super absorbent pad. No, I can't do pads just in case. Overnight? No way, dude. Really? I don't want to think about, um, I can't do pads overnight. Like, I like to air it out down there. I don't want anything warm and mildewy or, you know, like, I don't want there to be the potential for added moisture. I don't, yeah, I, I'm not a pad person. Interesting. I mean, I'm not really either, but I definitely, um, on a heavy night, we'll just make sure that that, I just, I really hate ruining, like, because, you know, sometimes the stains don't want to come out. <laughs> yeah, especially have white sheets. <laughs> I know. We have too many white sheets. <sighs> I think I'm going to buy... So, the thing with dark sheets is you won't be able to see period stains, but then you'll be able to know if you drool or not. And I drool so much. We've gone back and forth. We had black pillowcases, and it's hilarious. And I'm kind of gross. And I'm like, well, I need to wash these regularly, too. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to wash your pillowcases once a week. Whoa. I definitely don't do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's your skin will get a lot better if you do. <laughs> once a week? Who Okay. Well. They obviously aren't doing the laundry for a family of four. Right. Very very fair. Yes. She said gesturing to all of the folded laundry on her own bed that needs to get sorry okay <laughs> it's folded good uh, work dan was folding it uh no i didn't do good work dan was folding it while i was at the school um and so yeah i have a fantastic husband there you go sidebar anyway <laughs> so you didn't get your period in a little kid's bed is what no, you're saying no i got it last night after i was done working in the garage because I was reorganizing my boxes before I load them into the moving truck. Mm. And then I came upstairs and was drinking water and I was all dirty. And then I was like, oh, great. Now. (laughs) (laughs) Now it begins. I actually yelled, it begins in the bathroom. And mom was like, what? You were like, you would have got that if you were a Game of Thrones fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to talk to you about Game of Thrones at some point. <laughs> because this week, Jon Snow met. <laughs> Probably gonna have to edit that little tidbit out. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances of somebody being a fan of our podcast not being a fan of 
Game of Thrones. And having not seen it yet by Wednesday. I mean... Well, because some people aren't caught up. Right. I know that I'll bleep that out, age... too, along with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna have to bloop that peep. <laughs> oh, shit. Bleep that <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so much talk for a podcast about periods. Ugh. Holy crap. I just found a website called the Museum of Menstruation. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. The it- index is killing me. <laughs> It is so long. Yeah, I mean, visually, it's a really hard website to look at. But oh it's oh my god, because it's like I don't know, and anything needs to be nice and clean and orderly. And there's just like links everywhere. I can tell like what column, what columns things are like loaded in and stuff. But I just oh my god, they used to cremate their sanitary towels. Like so, when the rags were too gross, <laughs> they just burned them. This is amazing. Dude, I get that, though. Goodbye, rest of my day. I mean, I wouldn't creamy, but I definitely am like, listen, this leak, there's no coming back from. Oh, my gosh. New Canadian expressions for menstruation. Experiencing technical difficulties. (laughs) Technically difficult. Muffy is sick. I don't get the last one. Muffy is sick? Mm Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, I saw that, and I thought it was very interesting, and I did, yeah, I was kind of going down through it, but, again, I found it very hard to read, and I was trying to figure out, it looked like, at one point, the guy that's running the website actually had a museum in his basement, which, if you ever asked me if I would go to a man's basement to look at his period museum, the answer is always no. (laughs) Right. Uh, even, you know, I'd take backups and it's like, well, I don't want all of us to end up in a cell underneath the stairs in this man's basement. Yeah, I would feel comfortable bringing, like, a busload of people. That's how I would view that situation. I mean, if it's like a YMCA bus where you do, like, a check-in, check-out as soon as you get there, maybe. I don't know. I just can't. I, I don't know. I just saw... an. Menstrual Igloo. I can't stop looking at this website. (laughs) Not be so rude because I was looking a little bit more, and he is like a man who's trying to help men figure out how to talk about periods. He wants everyone to talk about periods, so he should be someone that we're very excited about. (laughs) It's just the premise of like having a museum in your basement. I don't. It doesn't. It's not even that it's periods. It's just like. Yeah, come on, check out my my basement museum. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> what did you gasp at? Um, this article that says sugary drinks linked to earlier onset of menstruation. <sighs> we talked about that. Bad diets, right? Like, we all eat, like, shit so much now. And we were talking about kind of, like, historical. Well, I guess this is more the historical one, but. In one of our episodes, we were talking about how, like, what you eat affects, like, your body's hormones and the pace that they're going to start developing at. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of it as, yeah. I wonder if they mean onset in the context of, like, starting your period or just 
I think starting. Yeah. Because that was another thing I saw where it was kind of funny. You had said like they, maybe they didn't know that everyone was on their period or that every woman was having a period because there is also the point of, um, at, until we really started getting like healthier diets, um, that women maybe weren't having regular periods. Oh my gosh. There's a menstruation like you, machine. Oh my God. Where men can go experience menstruation. Yikes. I don't know how they can actually, I mean, isn't it them just looking at pictures or do they have like, like at one point they get hit in the gut with a hammer and they're like, that was like one cramp. I imagine it's like the, did you ever see that video of men, um, getting put, like getting labor pains, like abdominal cramps or whatever? Yeah. It's probably something that was that. cool. Yeah. I did enjoy that a lot. I as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, there's a, a menstrual hygiene day. It's May 28th. We missed it. What does that mean? I don't know. Just maybe everyone's like, yeah, what, what are we celebrating that day? <laughs> <laughs> menstrual hygiene. Um, not bleeding into your shorts I don't <laughs> I, I feel like summers you've made this holiday up and I'm not gonna celebrate it <laughs> is it okay so I've been thinking about this like the so the 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 idea of free bleeding keeps coming up in the stuff that we're researching well I use the term researching very loosely but googling, googling. <laughs> um and does it still count as free bleeding if I buy those Thanks, underwear and bleed into them because they're period underwear. I don't see how you're going to do that, though, if you just said that you can't even wear a pad. Yeah. I think those underwear are just like a pad, but in your underwear. They're supposed to keep you drier than a pad because of the, I assume, diaper-like technology. I don't think it would count as free bleeding. I think free bleeding is literally like, I'm not going to do anything to stop this. Like, uh, I saw a photo of a, I don't remember. There was a musician who ran in a marathon and was oh, like yeah. on her period and was like, I'm not doing it. That's free bleeding. And I was like, good for her. I would think. I don't think there's probably a lot of people who do free bleeding in this day and age. Cause we, we, I mean, we kind of fell out of it around when we talk about World War One and tampons and Kotex coming into play. But the guilt and, like, shame factor gets really heavy when you start getting, like, the religious, like, kind of... I'm not saying this right. Uh, when people really started tying in, like, menstrual pain and things with Eve committing original sin. Oh, yeah, like Eve's curse. Yeah, and so and so once like um, Catholicism and Christianity really start taking off, um, women started feeling way more ashamed. I'm guessing than they ever did before. And so I'm, my assumption would be that there that that's kind of the end of like free bleeding. I mean, I know we talked about pioneer women kind of doing what they can with what they can. Right. <laughs> they also seem to. I don't know. All my favorite pioneer women didn't really seem to fit the super religious mold. (laughs) Who are your favorite pioneer women? Oh, oh my gosh. I'm going to say their names all wrong. Uh, 
I won't know the difference. And probably I no one else know. listening will either. I can't think of any of their names right now. I can't do it on the spot anymore. Annie Oakley? Yes. Guns a blazing. Laura um, Laura Ingalls Wilder. No, that's yours. Okay. That is fine. <laughs> yours and, and your other one, if I had to guess, is um Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. That was not a real person. <laughs> but I know. I know. Don't talk bad about Michaela. She had a hard life. Was it Michaela Quinn? Mm-hmm. Oh man. And she fell in love with the white guy who was raised by Indians. Looked like Jesus. <laughs> he looked just like the Lord and Savior. <laughs> His name was uh, Joe Lando. He was amazing. Oh, yes. I shouldn't have said Indians. I should have said Native Americans. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, yeah. Apology accepted. Thank you. No, I'm sorry to anyone <laughs> who's listening that would easily have been offended by that. I know better than that by now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyway, pioneer women, I think kind of aside, we hit this point in like modern-ish history where everyone's so ashamed of their bodies because of Christianity. Right. (laughs) Of course, there's not nearly as many instances of free bleeding. Right. God, why did you give me this woman body? Do you hate me? (laughs) If only Eve hadn't had that delicious apple. I know. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyway. So, um, where did we end up? Tampons are created in, like, the 1920s? Tampons after are created world- by a man, obviously. <laughs> um, let's see. Sorry, I was stuck on this. There's, like, a Disney video that tells you the story of menstruation, and I've never seen it before. Really? Yeah. This website uh, is amazing to you, isn't it? <laughs> the story of menstruation. Let's see. Okay, 1929. 1929, Dr. Earl has, like, the egg dye. Developed a plug of cotton inserted into two cardboard tubes. He patented, patented, I can't say that word, his cataminal device, which he trademarked Tampax. The first ones were made with a sewing machine. Ow. Uh. And a compression machine. Uh, I still use those. All of me cringed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this isn't the right time to read up on this. No, it is. It's it makes a it's like creates a body memory. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a body memory. Uh, now I'll always remember where I learned about the first tampons being sewn together. Um, how big, I mean, okay. All right. (laughs) Let's see. So we learned that the first pads were between 19, early 1900s. And let's see, it wasn't until 1970 that the self-adhesive pads became available. Whoa. So like in mom's lifetime, they wore those scary belts. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Um, Whoa! Yeah, in her lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe not. And then I was like, just stop trying to... Yeah. <laughs> I think that brings us... Let me just... That brings us to modern times. Um, I do want to do an episode at some point about how women around the world are managing their periods. Yeah, because we basically talked about, like, almost exclusively 
Western civilization. Right. <laughs> I keep seeing stuff about period huts or menstrual huts. And so I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's part of religious tradition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a very brief, very footnotes e not footnotes, cliff notes. E. Very sidebar-y. Very sidebar-y. And sandbar-y. And sandbar-y. Approach to the history of... What do they call it? There was one phrase I really liked. Coping mechanisms. Oh. Throughout history. Of coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm just really bummed out that uh, men were in charge of, like, uh, you know, written history for so long. Although I wonder, I mean, what could they have said back in ancient times, like... <laughs> something so horrifying it couldn't be recorded <laughs> <laughs> i think more that they were like free bleeding and like who gives a shit you know what i mean like this is just what happened <laughs> right we don't know how to do this either yeah, I don't know. it's more likely that they were like Ugh, women's issues no one cares about those maybe <laughs> oh my gosh well where should we go from here I mean, where do you want to go? <laughs> Did you have a story you wanted to share with the rest of the group? No, not particularly. Oh, I thought you had a story. Um, not for this episode. Gotcha. Um, I have a story. Oh. I, um, went dress shopping yesterday just for fun <laughs> to get out of my head and away from all of the people I was around. <laughs> and so I bought a dress that I liked that I was super comfortable in and I was working at a coffee shop this morning and I um, went up to the cash register to buy another cup of coffee because mine got cold halfway through like it always does and um, this lady came up and she was super super cute she had like a like a bob cut and then she was wearing this white t-shirt and tweed skirt and converse and she's probably in her late 50s I guess but she's she came up to me and I was like oh god she's gonna tell me that I have my dress and my underwear and so <laughs> I was like she came up to me and she's like I just have to tell you that I love your style like and she like described what she liked about my outfit to me and I was like I didn't know how to respond <laughs> I was like, thank you, you're so sweet. And I didn't give her any compliments either, but I wanted to, I was like, how do I tell her, like, when I grow up, I want to look like you? Um, oh. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I just said she was really, really sweet. But she was so sweet. And then, yeah, that was my, that was my story. But yeah, I was convinced she was going to be like, you've got toilet paper coming out of your underwear. Or your the back of your dress is tucked into your underwear. Or, you know, I don't know. Just Have you done that, though? Any like, other horror stories involving It is horrifying when you... No, I haven't. Your... I haven't done that. Mila does it all the time, which I love. The, the only times that I've done it is at work. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, you know, in the ladies' room. And then you turned around in the mirror and you're like, how did I not feel this? Right. It feels like now that I'm looking like that my underwear are on the outside of my clothing. <laughs> right. Um, and then I just stopped wearing skirts and dresses because I don't like the way they look on me. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> I mean, at, at my new job, I can wear yoga pants all day long, and most of the time I do. <laughs> I might try yoga. One of my 
coworkers out here is a yoga instructor and they were talking to me about like posture and the health benefits. Oh yeah. I love it. I've been doing it for a few months now, ever since I started staying home and I figured out that I could escape my children by going to the YMCA and doing their yoga classes, but it's great. And you know what else it's great for? What? The last time that I, uh, last month when I was on my period, and we, or was it, no, it was this month, um, doing a power yoga class. Oh, man, I felt so great. I was having really bad cramps, and I was like, I don't want to go. And then I went to my yoga class, my hour-long yoga class, and I felt amazing afterwards. What's the difference between power yoga and, like, off-mode yoga? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> most yoga is, not most. Power yoga is just, like, actively trying to, like, tone and, and core. So it's just different moves and different variations of moves and sometimes, like, a faster flow. And um, So is it, like, cardio yoga? Basically. Oh. I mean, without. It, it just, you move faster, you heat up different muscles faster, and um, other yoga classes are still equally there's all sorts of you'll, you'll just have to look you should try yin yoga i've heard that's the best yin yoga mm-hmm. what makes it, it the best apparently it's like long pauses in postures and like with like tilt your head this way <laughs> and then five minutes later tilt your head that way oh my gosh that sounds like sloth yoga yeah, that's what it sounded like to me, too. I've never actually tried it, um, but I know a few people who said that it's kind of the way to go. <laughs> Interesting. Or you could just try, like, a beginner's yoga class. Or you could just try a video. There's so many videos out no, there in the world. I've done videos. I've never been to a class. You um, should go to a class for one because the teacher or the instructors will help you make sure you're not hurting yourself. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I need. I probably need some feedback on my form if I... Had to guess. We all do. But yeah. Yeah. If I put it on my list of ways to make friends in the city. In a new city. In a new city, yeah. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I shared my list with mom and dad and they laughed at me. <laughs> well, that sounds supportive. <laughs> my dad was like, a lot of these are solo activities. How are you going to meet people? <laughs> well, that. And I was like, oh, I just Maybe is a good reason to laugh. <laughs> I would see other people out doing them too, because like one of them is like bird watching. I think it'd be cool to be bird watching. <laughs> well, if you get a group on for like a group of or class of bird watching, but I don't know how many birds you're gonna. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, birds are all around. They are, and if they're not, they you're probably at so sea. grossed out by the. Uh, pigeons who are like to meld in with the black grossness of like a dirty city that they have like changed colors now and they also match that oh yeah it's called evolution I know it's just sad (laughs) it's our fault humans are the reason for all of this yeah all right off the soapbox (laughs) All right, well, this Jimmy John sandwich isn't going to eat itself. Has it been sitting there for this whole hour? Taunting me, yes. Uh, 
That is all right. You have fun with that. I think it thinks it's going to survive. Mm, yeah. That's upsetting. Sad times. <laughs> but happy times for my tummy. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I guess how should we end this thing? Oh, I think you know. Yeah, but can you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the wait, period. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. We've been forgetting to talk about Twitter and email. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we have a Twitter account that you can follow, and it's, um, if you search for Periodically Podcast, it's on there, but if you type in Periodically Pod without the A, then you will find it. And yeah. then we have, um, an email address that's, um periodicallypod at gmail.com and you can email us your stories or uh, like first period or worst period stories or like what else? Um, things they want us to cover? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Like show ideas or maybe cool stories or people that are doing period stuff. Like um, my friend shared this uh, Instagram account of a synchronized swimming team called the clams and they swim with this red netting that makes it look like their period is trailing them throughout their routine (laughs) it's amazing so yeah if you see stuff like that i definitely want to know about it so that we can talk about it and follow them (laughs) and learn more about embracing periods in our bodies and our biology yeah yay Yay, indeed. All right. Okay. Are we ready? I think so. And so. Are you ready to end this show? I am. And how? May I end it? (laughs) With a period. Yay. I ended it with a question about a period. Period. Yeah, just period. Period, period, period.